Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network Podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now let's get into today's teaching. Good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Apostle DeCoy Green, the founder of Overseer of Upper Room Kingdom. I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus and welcome you uh, to a Bible study. Greet those who are watching live on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, uh, Periscope, or even watching uh, a replay broadcast or listening to the podcast. Again, greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. I'm excited uh, for us to open up the Word of God. Uh, continue to move forward in this series that we're on, uh, Destroying Evil Altars. So I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to jump right on into the Word. Father God, we come now, and we praise you, we thank you, we glorify your name. We thank for this day that you have made, for we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, God, for the Word that shall go forth on tonight. We know it's go forth with power and accomplish what you set it up to accomplish in the earth, oh God. We thank you, God, uh, for opening our ears to hear our eyes to see, oh God, that this word would take root in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we come against every seed that may try to sow of discord, of confusion, of distraction. They'll try to snatch this seed, oh God. We blood block it now in the name of Jesus. Speak to me, speak through me, oh God. You be magnified, you be lifted on high. We praise you, we honor you, we glorify your name now. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. All right. All right. So. Again, a quick recap uh, from last week. Again, uh, last week we were on uh, part nine of breaking uh, of our destroying evil altar series. where we talked about uh, breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. Of course, our main passage was from Psalm uh, 142 and seven. Uh, that talked about how God bring that said, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. So we talked about uh, David crying out to God in distress uh, to bring his soul out of prison. And even though he was talking about uh, a place that he felt of anguish and pain, et cetera, distress in his soul. But there is really a demonic prison uh, where the enemy tries to entrap uh, our souls. Uh, and so um, it's very important to understand that because we talk about also scripture that says that a double-minded man, a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. And really, that can, that can be read a double soul. Again, because the mind is a part of the soul. So double, a double soul or a split soul is unstable, right? And so, so we talked about, you know, of course, how the soul is made up, made up of many layers. Your soul can take on a lot of junk. Uh, it can carry a lot of waste. Your soul is very, very sensitive. Uh, and if it's wounded, it really can't be trusted. It has to be healed. Uh, uh, how, how a wounded soul will begin to cave into the flesh and it will listen to the flesh more than it listens to uh, the spirit. And so that's why the importance of us, us, us having our souls healed. Then we went into about evil altars, how, how witches and warlocks uh, uh, will use evil altars, of course, to send demons to try to torment one's soul. So they'll send demons to try to torment someone's soul. And then they'll use these altars also to entrap uh, uh, or imprison uh, someone's soul. And so again, uh, the enemy cannot put our spirit in prison, but they can put the soul in prison, right? And so we so we went into details about that um, and how it can start with an emotion, 
Uh, and then the enemy will try to keep poking at that thing from a, a traumatic event or whatever, something that wounded your soul. But the enemy keeps trying to poke at it and poke at it and poke at it and poke at it to try to get it to get it to go deeper into your soul, to try to get that wound to go deeper into your soul uh, uh, and, and, and to get you to have wrong thoughts. And then that sadness invites fear and then doubt and anxiety, depression, and other things. And then they magnify the, the, the wound, so to speak, in such a way that they make the wound much deeper in hopes that the individual become numb to it so they can then uh, have time to put the soul in prison, right? And, and, and we talked about the three realms of witches, uh, how the first realm is all about sexual perversion, uh, where they walk naked, have sex in the streets, in the realm of the spirit. They use their spiritual eyes given to them uh, by the enemy, which is often based on how many people they killed. Uh, uh, and, and so they, they use this, uh, and that's how they can give an accurate word, uh, uh, because they're getting information from familiar spirits, they can give an accurate word, and then they'll lose that person, and then begin to to slip in lies. Uh, then we said that's the first round again, where, where it's nothing but sexual perversion. The second round, uh, we talked about. There's a lot of re restaurants in the spirit realm that they go to, and and whenever they eat something, it changes them. It changes them, and then they lose all sympathy towards human life. They see humans as potential blood sacrifices, uh, etc. And so and so that's that second round. Uh, and again, they're ruthless. They're, they're, they're ruthless. They're ruthless. They become ruthless before be, be, uh, towards an individual. So again, he's a witch and warlock and sorceress who goes into these restaurants in a realm of the spirit and, 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 and what they eat, it changes them. And so just like when the enemy tries to feed you in the dream, the goal is to change you. The goal is to, to sow seeds in you, uh, uh, seed, seeds of doubt, seeds of uh, uh, sickness. All They try to sow seeds. That's why the enemy tries to get you to eat in your dream. But when they go to these restaurants in the realm of the spirit, what they eat changes them, and again, they become more ruthless, and they see humans as as sacrifice. In the third round, uh, uh, is is what is when what they when they they call you pencils. They they may call they get a piece of hair, article of clothing, someone's fingernail, uh, someone that that person owns on Earth, uh, and, and and they get one of those three items, so to speak, and they call it utensils. So they'll call a piece of person's hair, article of clothing, uh, something that they belong to. They call it a utensil. This is in that, that third round. Of witchcraft, they call it utensil. And in this realm, this is where humans are bound. This, this is where their soul is bound by witches and warlocks. But there's, but the person is still alive on earth. And then they bring these utensils to this realm of the uh, of the human. Uh, it, pretty much, they use it, they you they take it from the realm of the human, and take it around the spirit, and and to the person they want to control. Whether they have a piece of hair, uh, uh, article of clothing, whatever whatever case it be, then they do the evil incantations, uh, uh, and then they they will literally make a copy pretty much of this person's soul. And they call that an astral double. It's called an astral double. And so it's the soul of the individual that looks exactly like that person on earth. And whatever the witch of warlock does to the astral double, the same thing will happen to that human on earth that they that whose soul they have in prison. So again, they can imprison this person, they can have sex with this person, marry this person in the spirit. And again, uh we 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 talk about spiritual marriages, demonic spiritual marriage, et cetera, all that. But They'll use these astral doubles to also do some of their work, some of their bidding in the realm of the spirit. They will use this person's face to do certain things, to come in certain people's dreams. They will literally use this person. And then we went into the two types of witchcraft, uh, which is conscious witchcraft. That's a person who knows they're in, in, in witchcraft. They know they're witch. They know they're warlock. They know they work for Satan and they know what they're doing. And then we talked about an unconscious witchcraft or a blind witch or warlock. That's someone who was initiated unknowingly and witches use them or warlocks use them to do some of their work to torment other people and to torment the individual 
that they have in bondage. So that's a blind witch. That's someone who's in witchcraft, who's a witch and don't know they're a witch. They're a warlock and don't know they're a warlock. And that simply means that they're being used by other witches and warlocks to do some of the work for them while they sleep. That And that's, that's definitely a soul that's been imprisoned. Uh, and so anyway, so we went deeper, but again, that's a quick, very quick recap of what we talked about last week. So if you missed that, make sure you go back uh, and, and, and watch that again. Uh, listen to that part nine. Uh, breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. Amen. All right. So tonight, tonight we're going to go to part 10. Part 10. Uh, and uh, we're going to continue on breaking your soul free from demonic prison. So we're going to continue on that. We're going to kind of finish that piece up uh, about breaking your soul free from demonic prison. So we know that the enemy wants to imprison our soul. And they want to try what they, they, of course, they start by trying to use soul wounds. Uh, uh, wounds, and again, wounds that came from traumatic events in your life, wounds that came from relationships, wounds that came from things people said to you, wounds from, from being offended, wound from holding a, a, a offense in your heart, wound from unforgiveness, wound from bitterness. We can go down the list of all these things that literally can wound an individual. And so the enemy will then begin to try to use these wounds to try to open, to create more room in hopes that they can get pieces of the soul to be imprisoned, that they want to put pieces of your soul in a prison. And if they can control that piece of your soul, then that's what they're going to do to try to torment you, to try to attack you. Uh, it, it's, it's almost, uh, uh, you know, you know what they talk about when the cells attack one another, you know, you know, when certain people die, no certain disease and say the cells are attacking one another. Essentially, uh, when their soul is in prison uh, uh, by the enemy, they, they want, they want your soul or those fragments in your soul to attack you. So it's almost like you attacking yourself, fighting against yourself, because that's why you find yourself doing things, saying things that you know you shouldn't say, doing things, saying things that you know you shouldn't be saying, you don't want to say. But Apostle Paul talked about this wrestling match that you had. He said, when I would do good, evil is always present. The things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. This is what Apostle Paul talked about, this, this, this wrestling match uh, uh, that, 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 he, that he had. It, it, and, 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 and notice what he said. And this is not in, in my notes here in the scripture, but 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 he even said, uh, "Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this death?" So 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 he literally said that, and really he was talking about uh, about his soul, about his soul, because it, it was this wrestling match in his soul, right? And so you can find that in Romans seven. Uh, around verse 24. So, so, old wretched man, that man, really read all of Romans 7 and really put it in perspective about the wrestling match that he, that he had. And so he literally said, old wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So, so, so it felt like a death. It literally felt like a death. And so, and so that's how a sick soul will feel. It'll feel like you're going through a death. It'll feel like, my God, I, 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 I don't want to do this. But when a soul is sick and a soul is extremely wounded, it's ex extremely hurt. The enemy is now using those wounds in your soul to keep poking at it, to keep throwing darts at you, to keep trying to bring you down. And it hopes essentially to get you to self-destruct, to try to get you to destroy relationships, to try to get you to, to destroy the very thing that God is trying to send into your life. And also to try to get you to reject revelation, because when a soul is wounded, it can reject revelation. And you sit there saying, I'm, I'm seeking God, I'm, I'm not hearing nothing, nothing's going on, et cetera. And you can very well have a wounded soul and your soul is literally rejecting the things from God and you don't even know it. 
and you don't even know it. Remember, the real you is spirit. So literally, you can be rejecting things from God that you didn't even know that you're rejecting. Revelation from God can literally be rejected because your soul is trying to, quote unquote, defend itself or protect you. But really, it's hurting you. It's harming you. And then the enemy will manipulate those parts of your soul. Again, to say things, to find you saying things and doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. But it seems like literally overtake you. It literally feels like you're gripped by it. It literally feels like you're gripped by these wounds and, and, and you're, you're responding out of a wound. Well, no one's going to ever hurt me again. Well, I bet you they won't be in position to hurt me again. That's a wound in your soul that's speaking and saying, well, I'm not going to be in position to be hurt again. Now, on the surface, it sounds good. It sounds like wisdom. Because of course, you said, I'm not going to be in position to be hurt again. But it's that part of the wound, the soul that's been wounded that's coming to the surface that needs to be addressed, that needs to be healed, or it's going to pop up again. And it's going to pop up again. And guess who's controlling that wound? The enemy. Guess who's manipulating that part of your soul? The enemy. And it's trying to get, literally try to get that part of your soul to turn on you. To turn on you. It's still a part of you, but it's a part of you that's under witchcraft manipulation. That's under witchcraft control. And it gets deeper if they can get that soul into a prison. So now that soul is in prison to a degree to where the enemy can literally tell it what to do. And it's going to do it. Until, of course, it's set free from that bondage. All right. So just putting that in perspective of why we have to have our souls healed, why we have to focus on that, sending that blood of Jesus into our soul daily, sending that dunamis power, uh, which is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that's literally in our spirit, sending it into our soul, send that dunamis fire into our soul. It destroys the serpent. It destroys every every evil egg, every serpent enemy tries to attach to your soul. So again, we can't just deal with surface wounds. There's some wounds that goes extremely deep. And like I tell you, there's not one person who's going through our soul healing and deliverance class who has not discovered major wounds, wounds that they thought they didn't have, wounds they thought they were past, that they thought they were over. And these wounds came to the surface as they went through the process. Because then God wants your soul to be healed. It's it, 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 scripture clearly says he desired for us to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. That's the will of God. And it is the will of God that your soul prospers. It is the will of the enemy that your soul does not prosper. It's the will of the enemy that your soul is in bondage, that your soul is trapped, that your soul is in demonic cages, demonic prisons, and then that they can manipulate and control it to keep you in a trap, to keep you in bondage. But we're exposing it so you can understand how to break free out of that trap. All right, let's go to Ezekiel 13. Ezekiel 13, verses 17 to 23. We're going to spend a little time here. Ezekiel 13, verses 17 to 23. And we're still talking about breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 17 through 23. I'll be reading New King James Version on this one. And that's Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 17 to 23. It says, likewise, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart. Prophesy against them and say, thus says the Lord God, woe to the woman who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread? 
killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against your magic charms by which you hunt souls. They're like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go. The souls you hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad. And you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Therefore you shall no longer envision futility, nor practice divination, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So here in this passage, again, we're finding Ezekiel. Now we see right here, there's so much, so much in this passage. So much we see how the enemy hunts your souls. We can see the witchcraft that's going on. We can see literally that enemy can hunt someone's soul. It's like, it, 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 they literally are headhunters. They're, they're coming to try to attack your soul because they know if they can get your soul in prison, they know if they can get your soul wounded, that they can continue to use that as a legal right to legally steal from you, to legally rob you, to legally attack you. You become an open target, you become open bait when your soul, if a soul is put in prison. So, so again, God was giving uh, Ezekiel instructions to prophesy against these witches, these warlocks, these sorcerers, against the false prophets who, was, who were telling people lies. So during this time, uh, uh, the sorcerers and witches would make some some type of head covering uh, with a veil on it, and they would put it on the head of the person who came to them from consul consultation. And so it would be, you know, trying to be this mystical thing. Oh, I'm going to put this head covering on you, and and you're going to be able to receive what I'm saying. All this stuff. It was all putting more curses on him. It's no different from going to a psychic today, uh, going to a medium today. Uh, of course, the medium is someone who quote unquote consults with the dead. But no, you cannot consult with the dead. They're not consulting with the dead. They're consulting with demons, right? And so familiar spirits who knew that person, who, who studied that person, who can, who can say all the things that person used to say, who can even sound like that person, who even sound like that person. I've told you, have you ever heard, you, you, you sitting in mind of your business and you, and you hear someone call your name? You hear someone calling that that's that's typically the witch of warlock literally trying to call you into their pot, trying to call you into their cauldron. They're trying to call out your name for evil and don't answer. You cancel it in Jesus name. And so and so uh, now there's times, of course, when the Lord may call you. Uh, uh, but you just you have a sense of peace. You know when it's the Lord. You will know when it's the Lord. It's not going to sound like someone, you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's not going to sound like a voice that you're familiar with in a sense of a person. Right. Um, and 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 and. and and, and they'll sometimes wake you up by calling your name. They'll sometimes, uh, 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 you, you can be mind your business, a, a quiet house, and you hear your name being called, but there's no one in there call your name. And they're trying to get you to answer, again, because they're trying to put you put you deeper into a, a, a evil pot, or, or it's those evil altars that are calling you, trying to keep an evil covenant going that was on your family bloodline. And again, we're going to get into family evil altars uh, uh, when we return from uh, sabbatical on January 8th. Uh, so we'll get into deeper into that. But but I'm showing you now. So 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 again, during this time, so they put these veils on the head, you know, you know, and and and, and, and prophet lied to the person. Now they'll give some accurate things. And, and, and we see this even in modern day times today where there are some false pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers, et cetera, who will pose. As Christ, they, they'll pose as they're living for Christ, they're loving Christ, but again, operating in witchcraft. 
And we've had many people come to us for deliverance who have been in churches where it was straight witchcraft going on, where literally more witchcraft was was putting on the person. And demons who have manifested who said, yes, it's this pastor who laid hands, who was in this, and who and who they sought me for power and et cetera. And so this is how we gain access to this person's life. And the list goes on and on. So that's why we have to pray for discernment. For discernment. For discernment. I, I'm telling you, they are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that I have encountered that are straight witches, that are straight warlocks, that are straight sorcerers. They'll, they, they'll say the things of God. Think about it. Think about it. if Satan himself tried to tempt Jesus with the word of God. Do you think that Satan is afraid to use God's word? No, we, we think, well, he's never going to use, use the word of God. He used it against. He tried to use it against Jesus. So should you be shocked that there's false apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers who are posing as children of God, as children of light? Again, scripture says that Satan and, of course, the fallen angels, they can pose as children, as angels of light. They can pose. They can pose. They can put on as though they're an angel. Scripture even talks about even the very elect could be deceived. So so, so, so I'm, I'm just putting that in perspective. I'm putting that in perspective. So, so I'm, I'm just showing you some witchcraft tactics where, yes, they will try to call your name and you hear your name being called. But when they're doing that, that's them trying to send some curse against you. That's them calling your name from an evil pot, some curse that they're trying to put or it's, or it's an evil altar that's calling your name to do evil, to bring harm in your life. That's the goal. That's the intent. Right. And so, you know, when it's God calling you, you know, when it when, when it's God trying trying to speak to you. But again, you're hearing a voice that sounds like someone you're familiar with, sound like a voice that you know, or whatever the case would be, those are familiar spirits or witches and warlocks calling you for evil, calling you, trying to send curses against your life. And so you have to cancel it or whatever they're trying to send against you. So that's just one little thing if you've ever experienced uh, uh, that type of thing. And so, again, so these witches, warlocks, and sorcerers in this passage here, uh, these false prophets, they will deceive people with lies. And of course, like I said, they'll tell them some truth, but they will get these truths from familiar spirits, demonic familiar spirits who study a person. Remember, I've taught you many times, the moment you were conceived, not when you were born, but the moment you were conceived, God assigned to you an angel. So every child of God has a guardian angel. Everyone has an angel assigned to them, assigned to them. Even, even those who aren't saved, they're, they still originally had an angel assigned to them. Now, that angel can't do anything. That angel's pretty much hands are tied if they're not saved, but they still had an angel assigned to them. But everything God creates, Satan tries to duplicate. Satan tries to duplicate. And so here we have an angel assigned to you the moment you were conceived. But then Satan says, now I'm going to assign a demonic familiar spirit, a monitoring spirit to you to monitor you. To monitor you from the womb. And then now they're looking at your family history, saying, okay, they're in the womb. Now, what legal rights do we have to this womb? What legal rights do we have to this womb? Is it is it sins of the parents? Is it sins of the ancestors? What, what's going on? What, what word curses are being spoken? What's going on? What how can we get access to the womb even before the child is born? And that's why some of you were born into some things, some things happened in your life, even as a child, that there's nothing you could have done to have brought that on. It was already something on your bloodline that the enemy had a legal right to then access and to cause damage in your life. So, so they started early because there are some things again, that, that, that your ancestors didn't handle, or there's some covenants that your ancestor came in, in agreement with the enemy that the enemy said, well, I'm cashing in, I'm cashing in. 
you'll be amazed how many people walk through deliverance and we find out down the line that somehow they were initiated into witchcraft or that there was some family member that was that was a witch or a sorcerer that they knew not about but 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 and they were sacrificed they were given up as a sacrifice they were given up as a sacrifice and we've seen uh, uh warlocks who, 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 whose, whose hands have been tied and they, and they and they want to get saved and they want to accept Jesus Christ, but then they're wrestling with the fact that they're afraid that they're going to die because of all the demons and stuff that's going to turn on them because now they're trying to come into Christ. But of course, we have to understand that Christ has more power. Christ Christ has more power than any any demon, than, than Satan, and we have the power of Christ in us. So, but I'm, I'll help you understand how this operates. It, it, it's a very intricate system that satan has tried to set up against the children of god we but god's system is more is, is far more intricate far more detailed to combat anything the enemy can try to bring against us but again what these witches walking source are doing is they're trying to find some legal right to keep people in bondage and so They'll try to trap to lure people even deeper into witchcraft manipulation. And again, so that's what these familiar spirits will do. They will study a person. They have they, they, they will study and then they'll go report back to higher ranking spirits or reporting back to what you will sources on what's going on and how they can attack what opening they see. This is what's going on. This is what's going on in their life right now. This is what they're saying. We're trying to get them to sin. Right. And I taught you about the 50, 52 day cycle every 52 days, every 52 days. Satan will send 200 to 300 evil spirits from the time you got saved, from the time you got saved every 52 days, the enemy will try to send uh, 200 to 300 evil spirits to try to get access to you, trying to get you to sin, trying to find some open door. Again, and we see the concept in scripture when uh, scripture says that when an uh, 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 evil spirit is cast out, it sees that the house is, is, is swept and garnished, it's clean, they have no access. So then it says they go get a spirit uh, uh, even more evil than itself to try to now gain access to this person. And then if they can enter in, in the state of that person is worse than before. Why say that person worse than before? Because now even higher ranking spirits now have gained access to this individual because of open doors that they found legal rights to. So every 52 days, 200 to 300 evil spirits are come looking for an opportunity to try to gain access to your life from the time you got saved. That's why sometimes you notice certain patterns. Certain things seem to happen in your life or pop up at certain points in time. That's that cycle. Uh, even you, you not you know you you pass these exes, you moved on. Then all of a sudden you get these random text messages from your exes and and all these people popping up. Hey, what's going on? And it seems like this pattern. And you keep attracting the same type of people. You see me, you you out of this. I'm not dealing with that anymore. Then then you see the same pattern. Whenever you notice patterns, demonic patterns, demonic cycles. You know that that is the enemy trying to gain more access to your life. They're trying to find some type of way to trap you, to 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 destroy your destiny, to slow you down, to set you back. But again, in knowing this, we know how to come up against it. So again, every 52 days. Now, of course, that don't mean that they only do it every 52 days. They might try it every day, but it's at least 200 to 300 evil spirits. They're looking for an entrance. And why is it that many spirits? Because, they, again, demons need a body. They need to dwell within a body. So they're looking. That's why one person can have thousands of demons. Because they're trying to dwell in this one physical house. Fallen angels, principalities don't need a body. They have bodies. Satan doesn't need a body. He has a body. But demons need a body. And so putting, putting, that, putting that in perspective now. And so, and so that's why you notice certain patterns. 
if you notice, let's say, uh, even uh, 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 certain times of the year, certain things seem to be happening in your life. You, you notice patterns. Well, any patterns you notice, then you know that that's the enemy trying to sin, try, trying to come back, trying to get you to sin, trying to, to get you to go into some trap, trying to get you to go into depression, get you to go into sadness. Even if it's something that happened a long time ago, every time this anniversary comes up of a, of a loved one passing, et cetera, then all of a sudden some people wild out or they go into this, 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 this dark place. It's a pattern. It's a trap because the enemy knows you're not healed from that traumatic event. Some of you still are wounded from the death of a loved one and, and, and that wound is still there. And so then the enemy is still using that wound as a legal right to try to continue to attack. And that's why I'm showing you different things that happen. These are all patterns that we that that once you recognize, you know how to pray against it. You have to be strategic. Send the fire of God. Send the heaven knows to fight against all these strategies and tactics of the enemy. All this is tactics. All this is strategy. We have power over it, but I'm helping you to become aware of it so that we don't fall prey to the enemy. And so in in this time, uh, uh, there there were people who were so desperate for a word that they will believe anyone who appeared to offer hope. That was an easy trap of the enemy. So don't be so desperate for a word that you listen to anyone who has a mouth. I'm going to say it again. Don't be so desperate for a word, a prophecy, until you listen to anyone who has a mouth. I cannot tell you how the enemy loves to use that. How the enemy loves to use that to try to deceive the body of Christ. They, they love to do it. And, 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 and uh, just as uh, it, it can even be someone who means well, but they get in an atmosphere. They're not prayed up. They get in an atmosphere that that is is contaminated. I'm gonna give you an example. Let's say it's a church that's contaminated. Uh, pastor, whoever operating some type of witchcraft, or just make it living deep in sin, and there's so many open doors. So the enemy can then send someone into that house. They'll give some accurate prophecies, but as they're releasing this stuff over the people, they're actually releasing curses because the enemy is now saying, OK, yeah, give me access to this person. I'm going to let you prophesy this accurate accuracy here. Then I'm going to start splitting, splitting some lies in there because now you're in a house that God's glory is not in or God's glory has left. And then now you're prophesying and you prophesy with some accuracy. But then now there's going to be some deception that's going to slip in there. There's going to be some lies that's going to slip in there. And the enemy is going to is going to is going to bound, bound that person. It happens all the time. It happens all the time because of uh, contaminated worship. And I don't have time to get into all that. I've taught on that before about contaminated glory, false glory, fake glory, uh, uh, and how people, some churches are operating with God's glory and presence not being there, but because they know how to do church, they're in this the demonic system, this demonic cage. Satan will allow certain things to go on, certain things to happen because he knows he has the whole church on lock. And so, uh, and I'm saying this, this will, it, this, this nothing new under the sun. It went on back then in scripture. It's going on now. It's going on right now. All right. So, so don't ignore the discernment that, that, that you've been given by Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the discernment. So, so, so you fall into this trap. You're gonna leave much more than with just a word, if it's demonic. Seeking a witch doctor, some other demonic practice is simply inviting demons in your life personally, going to to the psychics, inviting them in personally. And things may appear to be good momentarily. That's the deception of the enemy. But you just legally invited demons in to keep the party going. The enemy doesn't want you free. 
But when you're in Christ, freedom is the only choice. We know, again, witchcraft is the practice by witches, warlocks, sorcerers, etc., which they use black magic, which is the evoking of evil spirits uh, for an evil pur purpose or to gain some type of hidden knowledge or to gain some type of hidden knowledge. So, again, and a wizard is simply a male witch. And so when, when this passage talks about the charms, so, so now, again, we're in, we're in uh, Ezekiel 13, uh, uh, verse 17 to 23. And so uh, verse 18 talks about woe to the woman who sold magic charms. Now, he was talking about women in this, women in this passage, the false prophet, prophetesses. But in early in this passage, he would talk about to the false prophets. So there's men and women, uh, false prophets, uh, uh, witches, warlocks, and sorcerers who will, who will continue to keep this cycle uh, uh, going. And so, uh, and, and so with, with that being said, so it, it, it went forward in this process. And so it talks about charms, charms uh, used by those false prophets, used by those witches, those warlocks, those sorcerers. It's the same type of charms used by those who practice divination today. They're demonic and are, and are usually tied to some type of spells. They call it, some call it fetishes, uh, uh, certain different charms, et cetera. Uh, well, well, you, well, you get this and, and, and someone, we had someone recently talking about uh, things that they grew up on learning, type of well, burn some sage in the house to, to get away the evil spirits. That stuff that was passed down, that witch doctors taught to keep evil going, to keep it going. It was deception of the enemy. I might burn some sage in my house to ward off the evil spirits. No, you ain't warding off no evil spirits. You're attracting evil spirits. These are traditions that were passed down to keep, the, to keep your bloodline in bondage. To keep your bloodline in bondage again, and so and so, and that's what we talk about your soul in prison. Uh, uh, one 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 other access point the enemy tries to use to put parts of your soul in prison is through evil soul ties, right? And and that's why you want to sever a soul tie. It's good to get rid of possessions given to you by someone you had a bad soul tie with clothes, jewelry, shoes, paintings, household items, etc. There's some possession in your house that you need to get rid of. Because it's tied to a bad soul tie from your past. And it's important to understand it because this is demons can possess a person, oppress a person. They can also possess a house. They can possess an object. They can possess a painting. And, and I've told you many stories over the years of, of how this stuff works. So, yes, they can get into a painting. They can get into a painting. I told you this story before of one uh, service we're in and, and, and Holy Spirit began to show me uh, this person. Look, like they were falling apart. It, it, it just looked like, like literally it looked like they were dying in a realm of the spirit. And uh, and, and all he showed me was this this wooden wooden uh, statue. It was this wooden brown wooden statue. Uh, on And I saw it in their house. They saw a wooden statue. And they said they got it from some country and whatnot. But anyway, it was witchcraft on it. And the enemy was using that object to curse this individual. They were using this object to attack this person's life, literally, right? Um, uh, and I told you a story too, of one young lady who uh, her mother uh, uh, was murdered, uh, whatnot, and, and she was wearing the necklace. She was wearing a necklace, and also all this sickness and stuff coming on her body, all this stuff going on, et cetera. And it was the necklace that was cursed. The spirit of death was on this necklace. And now literally she was falling apart. So again, these are transferring of spirits. They, they, they get into items, they can get into objects, right? Uh, and so and so I'm just putting this in in perspective. Now, if now when we talk about, you know, people, family members, etc., you pray for them. Uh, but I'm talking about objects, how they can literally possess objects and, and use objects to get into your house. And one of the statues, we had an individual. They, I saw I saw something else in their home. This was someone different. And and they said that they, they, they got some statue was from uh, 
a regular a store, a store that 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 people shop to, and they got it. But but there was some curse that was put on it. Uh, and 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 then that's how they I, they had a pain in their home. It was just so many different things, and so that's why number one, anything you get, you know, you send the blood of Jesus over it. You know, especially some some you've been accepting uh, uh, gifts from some people. I remember someone came to our wedding. Uh, someone came to our wedding. Uh, we got married, and I didn't know the person. They came with a friend, uh, but instantaneously knew there was a witch. And then they gave us a gift, and we right there, we, we so we go ahead and throw this thing out. We find a dumpster and throw out the little gift that they gave. We know it was a witch off the bat, offhand. So the enemy is crafty, trying to do any little thing, any little thing. Uh, on the day of my wedding, I remember uh, the uh, I got my hair cut, and, and I was getting to the car, and it was this lady. Uh, I was joking about it. He had a little, little nose is running and stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling something here. Um, I'm, I'm feeling some energy over here. Um, uh, sir, uh, have you ever had a reading before? Uh, look, have I ever had a reading before? Uh, uh, do you know Jesus? And she was trying to give me her card. She was trying to give me her card. Why? Point of access. Point of access. They wanted to get access. They wanted to monitor. What can we do? Can, how can we get access to try to try to monitor what's going on? Because, you know, I, I'll send the blood of Jesus to blind every monitoring spirit so they can't see what's going on. So then they were trying to get this card to me as a point of access to try to gain some type of access. Right. Uh, I've told the story once where uh, my wife went to this uh, uh, homeschool meetup group thing. And uh, this couple who I mean, they. Everything my wife was researching, everything she was researching, they, they had it. Like, hey, you got this. We got this for you. We got this for you. And they gave her all these documents, all these stuff. And uh, and then that night, my wife's telling me about it. And then they hit her. She's like, wait a minute. She knew something was off, but it was just that they were saying everything that she was researching. So it was like, oh, I needed this. Stuff. I needed this information. And all, all they was doing is trying to give her these documents to gain access. They were on assignment. On assignment because they want to try to get it. The enemy wants to get in your house badly. And they want to get more access to you. So these are just part of deception. These, 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 these are some of the things that Amy tries to do to deceive to gain access. Just, just putting that, that, that in, in perspective. All right. And so this is not to incite fear. This is to open your eyes to see what goes on, how crafty the enemy is. The spirit realm is more real than a natural. But again, Satan is a copycat. Because the same way they can go and touch something and put curses on it and et cetera, you can also touch things and release the anointing of, of Christ, release the anointing of the Holy Spirit onto things. Right? So, so you have that power. All Satan is a co- is a copycat. He's a copycat, right? And so, and so this is all important to understand because again, yes, they can possess these items. And this is what people call, you know, when they talk about ghosts in my home, et cetera. It's a haunted house. No, they're not ghosts of dead people, they're demons, they're familiar spirits. Uh, who can appear as people as well, and they can also turn into different animals, right? And, and, and because they, they, witches and warlocks, especially of higher ranking, have the ability, uh, what's known as I mentioned to you before, known as shape shifting. Shape shifting, in other words, they can turn into animals. They can turn into they can turn into animals. They can they can look into different animals. And and I, I can give you many many stories, many examples, but for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into that today. That's another topic for another day. But again. And I mentioned to you that 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 movie, that Disney movie, uh, uh, many Disney movies or children cartoon and stuff. They try to incorporate witchcraft. They they try to incorporate witchcraft uh, to make it seem harmless. And I told you that movie, that Disney movie called Moana, Moana or whatever it's called. Uh, one of the characters in the movie was a shapeshifter. I remember seeing a preview about it. He was a shape. I'm shape shifting. 
trying to desynthesize kids to this stuff. So one goal of the enemy is to deceive children at an early age to try to gain more access to them. Right? And so in this passage again, uh, uh, we see it talks about hunting souls. Verse 8, it says, will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? But literally, we're hunting souls. Going after souls. Trying to attack souls. Literally hunting people. And he says, and will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to the lies? And so what's happening is, and this pastor he was saying for barley, for they were getting paid. They were putting, getting paid to send curses on people. They were sending, getting paid to do evil to people. And so he, and he says, so uh, uh, killing people who should not die. Right there, that's that's the spirit of premature death. There is a such thing as premature death. There is a such thing as someone dying before their time. The enemy may have found a legal right. Now, of course, there's no victory in death if someone dies in Christ. But there is a such thing as premature death, dying before your time. Let's think about some patterns, something simple. You may notice that we've had examples of people coming where certain patterns where uh, all the men died in the family at a certain age or all the people died in the family of a certain disease or uh, 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 all the people in their family, all, all the men in the family uh, seem to get into a certain type of accident around the same time. So those are generational curses that, you know, is attached to an evil altar that has to be destroyed. And so I'm, I'm showing you to help you understand that. Patterns, looking for patterns. You're looking for evil patterns so you can overturn it, so you can destroy it. Send the five God against it. Send the heavenly host to fight. Right? And so they're hunting souls. And so again, premature death is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. So the enemy is saying, I've had legal rights to this bloodline for all these years. And yes, so that's why these people, uh, I have access to keep killing them at this age. When they're around this age, when they're around their 50s, when they're around this age, they keep that cycle going because that altar is still active. And you, as a generational curse breaker, need to destroy every evil altar that's been erected against you, that's been erected against your family. And so and so we're seeing this now. And so it says, then the Lord said, he said, uh, killing people who should not die, keeping people alive who should not live by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore, says the Lord God, this is verse 20, behold, I am against your magic charms. The Lord is against it. By which you hunt souls. Now, let's now let's piece that together now. So he says, I'm against your magic charms by which you hunt souls. So they're using these charms as a point of access. If you've ever been to uh, some witch doctor, some psychic or whoever who says here, Put this under your pillow. Get this brown paper bag and put this stuff in it. Put this garlic, put this stuff in it. And it's going to ward off evil. Put this under your pillow. Put this in front of your door, etc. You're not warding off evil. You're attracting it. You're attracting it. And so all these are deception of the enemy that went on back then that still goes on today. Right. And so all of this is the enemy needs more access. They want more points of access. They want more access to your life. They want more access to your bloodline because they'll say, hey, 
Look at the sin that they committed there. They they went to that uh, medium. They went to that psychic over there. They went to that witch doctor. Yeah, they went to that soothsayer. Yeah, they, they, they went to the root man, right? And uh, uh, and yeah, they drank this stuff right here. So I got access to them. It's all about access. Some of you as, as children, unknowingly went was, was sent to witch doctors, and, and and you find yourself drinking potions, drinking drinks, stuff uh, from them because it's supposed to, to keep keep you healthy. We, we've had stories of people saying they were told to drink this stuff. It's going to heal them. It's going to help them feel better uh, uh, from a witch doctor who serves as pastors. But dealing in witchcraft, this stuff goes on every day all around you. Some of you have experience within your own families, within your own life of these things happening. All this is to gain more access to, to and, and I say it's be, it'll be a temporary relief because the enemy wants it all. And, and, and you know why it's temporary relief? Because the enemy is saying, all right, back off for of them, ease up off of them, lift the curse off for of them for now. All right, let's then make them think that's good. And then now actually you, you've invited more spirits in. So now it's a now let's attack. Let's come on them now. And now the state of you, the person will be worse than before. All witchcraft manipulation that we have to overturn, come up against, praying for Holy Spirit to heighten our discernment, help us to see clear, help us to, to hear clear, help us to understand, open our eyes of understanding. And the good news about it is all this stuff they're doing, they don't have more power than us. They don't, they don't have more power than us. All right. So, 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 so I constantly put that uh, in perspective. Um, so yes, you, you have to be careful. You, you, you pray for discernment because yes, all their natural things out there. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, that, that, that's for your body. All those things that's fine. And but I'm saying there are some who operate in witchcraft, some who operate in witchcraft and they'll try to give you certain things, but put a curse on it, but put, but put a curse on it. And we have many stories for days of these type of things happening because of witchcraft manipulation. And again, we have to come up against it. We have power over it, but you need to know you can't ignore it. You being told in church and told in church, well, ignore, I, I dismissed it on the prayer closet this morning. Well, just ignore the devil. Just ignore him and he's going to flee from you. Yeah, that's one scripture. And that's and people made a theology of that. That simply means resisting the devil when he's trying to tempt you to sin. He's trying to tempt you from sinning. He, I mean, he's trying to tempt you to sin. And God is saying, resist him. He keep trying to poke at you. He was trying to get Jesus to sin. Jesus resisted him and then he, he left. That's dealing with sin. Resisting sin, resisting temptation, not falling into the trap of the enemy to sin. But that's not talking about uh, ignoring the, what the enemy's doing, ignoring the works of the enemy. And, and, and you don't have to be concerned with no warfare. You don't got to concern with what the enemy's doing. No, no, you need to know these things so you can know how to come up against it. And people who are saying those things are saying it out of fear or saying it out of ignorance because they just don't know what they don't know. So they will say, well, just you don't need to be talking with no demons and you're bringing all this attention to demons. It's only going to bring more attention to you. Makes no that 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 makes absolutely no sense. That, 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 that's not going to stop the enemy from bringing attention to you. All right. And so and so I'm showing you this so that, again, you as a warrior of Christ being raised up. So, you know, this, so you know how to come up against this so you can teach others. Right. All right. And so. And so, again, they, they say they were hunting souls. So they use these charms as a point of contact. Again, remember I told you, and, and it may not be modern day charms. Today. It could be they're trying to give you here this business card to get access to you. I mean, I mean, there's, you go into a, 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 a contaminated place and there's openings and there's wounds that the enemy can access. Then all of a sudden you find yourself you left this place. 
But then all of a sudden you go to sleep and you're having all these crazy dreams uh, from this place that you were, that you, a contaminated place you just went in. Now, of course, on the flip side, when these things come to the surface, God is showing you what's happening so you can come up against it. Right. And so, so I prayed for people before and, 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 and their spiritual eyes open and all of a sudden they start seeing this, all these stuff start happening. They weren't dreaming at all. So now they saw what was going on in their dreams with the enemy was trying to hide from them. The things the enemy was trying to put on them, the curses, etc. And so as we expose it, now they can't hide behind the scenes. You know how to strategically pray. The Lord show me this. Any that's going on behind the scenes, open my eyes to see. Right. So, again, this is a point of contact. It says the Lord said in verse 20, behold, I'm against your magic charm. God's against this. It's an abomination by which you hunt souls. there like birds, literally like bird hunting. They're hunting souls. They're hunting individuals. Children of God, they're hunting them like prey, trying to hunt down their souls. He says, I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go. The souls you hunt like birds. So the enemy is trying to, to put your soul in a snare, in a trap, in a prison to then begin to control it, to then begin to manipulate it. And so God said, I'm against that. I'm going to snatch you, your soul from the hand of the wicked enemy. And again, it set the captives free. He said, I will also tear off your veils. That's the stuff that I told you, the stuff they would put on the head of the people who came in from consultation. Uh, he said, deliver my people out of your hand and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know I'm the Lord, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made sad. The enemy is trying to make you sad. The enemy is trying to make you heavy. The enemy is trying to make you believe that you're not making progress. The enemy is trying to make you believe that you're not gaining momentum in the, in, in the kingdom of God. The enemy wants you to go by what you see. But we're, we're supposed to go by faith. The just shall live by faith. Right. And it says so that he does not turn and you have strength in the hands of the wicked. He said, because with, you, with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad whom I have not made sad, and you have strength in the hands of the wicked so that he does not turn from his wicked ways to save his life. So he's talking to these witches, warlocks, sorcerers who continue to deceive people and pulling them into their traps, pulling them into their divination, right? And he said, therefore, you shall no longer envision futility nor practice div divination. In other words, he said that you witches, warlocks, and sorcerers who are deceiving my people, you will no longer be able to see because I'm going to strike you with blindness. You will no longer be able to do this because I'm going to wipe you out. That's why your prayer life is so important. That's why you're showing up and warring against the enemy is so important because you're expediting that process. You're not waiting for the sweet bye bye till you die and go to heaven. No, you bring heaven on earth. You getting the victory now on earth. On earth. And the Lord says, I will deliver my people out of your hand and you shall know that I am the Lord. So he was bringing his wrath upon the wicked enemies. He was bringing his wrath. He was bringing his wrath upon the evil enemies. Right. And so this again. So again, human witches, widgets, they, they, like I said, like I said, they get to certain levels in a demonic realm. They, 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 they get promoted through through the evil that they do. They get promoted through how many people they're able to kill, etc. And so uh, then you also see that these witches and warlocks. Again, I talked to you last week about soul traveling, uh, also known as astral projection, where, you know, a demon will sit in their body and they'll be attached to a civil cord and they'll go and fly all across the world, sending their curses, sending traps, looking over people's homes, uh, even even. Uh, uh, some witches and warlocks who have sex with people at night where they're sleeping, trying to torment people's lives. And so, again, you cut that civil cord. They don't get back to that, that body in time. They, they will die. Right. And so I'm, I'm telling you about this soul travelers after projected. They're trying to fly over your home. But if you're praying and you send that fire, they can't fly over your home. It's it's too much fire. It's too, they, they, and so now you messing up their plans. 
That's why I tell you, you're already on an international level globally where, 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 where Witch and Wallace all across the globe are now talking about you. They're meeting in, in all across the globe. They, 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 can, they, can, they can astral project from, from, from the United States all, all, all the way to Hong Kong, all the way to New Zealand. They can astral within seconds. They can go to, to their meetings in the realm of the spirit within seconds because of how fast are they able to travel in the realm of the spirit. So you have power over all this. But again, I'm showing you that as they're doing this, that's what they, they want to try to in, in put your soul in this prison. Because if they can control any piece of your soul, they're now controlling certain pieces of your life. And they control any piece of your soul. Now they're controlling a certain gate in your life. We have gates, eye gates, ear gates, mouth gates, et cetera, access points. That's why things you watch, that's not of God, can wound your soul, right? Things you listen to, things you entertain, right? You, you ever kept on hearing gossip and drama and all of a sudden you tie, just make you tired. Every time someone calls, they fill with drama and there's always drama and all of a sudden you, it's wearing, it weighs you down because it's wounding your soul. It's going into your ear gates and it's the, it's seeds that the enemy is putting into your ear gates that's literally wounding your soul and the enemy said, yes, use that. Let me use that connection that they have to this person to now gain access to them because they said, if I can't get access to you directly, I'll try to gain access to you, to, to you indirectly. To someone you're connected to, right? And so again, as they they're soul traveling, etc., which is used just to spy on people, trying to cast spells, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But again, we can cancel that, cancel that, wipe it out, block it in Jesus' name, all right? And so again, the enemy tries to imprison soul so they can control it. That's the key. Witchcraft is a spirit of control, spirit of manipulation. So if they can control any piece of your soul and imprison any piece of your soul, then essentially they'll try to get that piece of your soul to turn on you and, 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 and the disguise of it's protecting you. That is that is protecting you. Someone says, I dreamed last night I was in a small prison. I had to cancel it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So because they're trying to put you in a prison. And so uh, and I, it's happened to me, you know, and it's happened to me. You know, and 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 if some things happened, I was in prison, and 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 all all hell broke loose. I I said that fire, I went to war because I knew what they were trying to do. All right, and so and so you you taking your authority, you have power over this, but you can't just sit back and let this stuff happen. You can't just sit back twiddling your thumbs, saying, "Oh, the law is gonna handle it. Oh, the law is gonna take care of it. I'm gonna wait on the Lord. Oh, I'm just gonna wait on the Lord." No, no, no. He told us to rule, subdue, have dominion on earth. And the enemy is trying to get you to get mad at God because certain things are happening in your life, or because certain things have been manifest in your life, and it has nothing to do with God. God's already done it. We have to execute the victory on earth. And I tell you all the time: once it leaves God's hands, once it leaves His hands from heaven to come our way. It's out of his hands. It is now up to us to manifest it. It's now up to us through the power and authority he's given us to take our stand as warriors. Jesus Christ said, do business until I return. We have to take a stand. We have personal responsibility as children of God. And I tell you all the time, I apologize on behalf of the church because there's some of the church, again, that is not the original intent of God. That is that is creating weak children of God. That is creating codependent baby, pacified sucking. Bottle uh, milk drinking, children of God, and not warriors who knows how to fight, who knows how to defend their territory, who knows how to counter tight against the enemy. And you just talk about wait, be patient. It's not your season yet. Wait for your season. Your, there's many seasons that have come and gone that has stuff that belongs to you that you need to recoup. And plus interest that the enemy stole. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm going to help break that down for you. There are many seasons that have come and gone that those seasons have had things that God had already released unto you that you have not seen yet. And it's up to you through your prayer, through warfare, to make sure you get it back. But the good news, you won't just get back what the enemy stole. You're going to get it back interest. They got to pay at minimum seven times what they stole. Proverbs 6 and 31. At minimum, they got to pay back seven times. So that's understanding your rights as a child of God. I'm not the one to tell you, well, keep waiting. It's in due season, in due season. It's not your season yet. Well, well, wait a minute. Well, wait a second now. There's some seasons that have come and gone. That thing that God has, that God has promised you, that you know is past due, some prophecies that you know was God, that you know is past due. The enemy is warring against your destiny. The enemy is warring against the prophecies that, that has been spoken over your life that you know is from God. And we have to fight back. We have to defend it. We don't sit back out and wait. And the Lord's like, no, no, no. You got to wake up to your power. You have to rule subdue. I, I, I want and, and I, I want to get off my throne and do it. But but by my law, I can't because you're supposed to bring heaven on earth. You're supposed to bring it on heaven, bring heaven on earth. You have to defend it. You have to take it. And I give you all these weapons to use. To use and it's in your favor. It's in your favor. It's in your favor. So we have to rise up and be who God has called us to be and walk in the power. God has called us to be. It's too much powerless churches. That's not the original intent of God. We're supposed to be the answer to the problems. We're supposed to demonstrate the power of God in these situations. Bring healing. Bring deliverance. Bring the power of God to this earth. Not trying to put it all on God. I say it all the time. God will do something for you, but most things he's going to do through you. Through you. Amen, somebody. All right, let's go to Jeremiah 3. Jeremiah 3, verses 6 through 9. My goodness, really, I'm well past time. Uh, do I want to get into that passage? That's a lot. Uh, no, I will not go into that. We will have to pick back up. We meet next time with that. So, 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 so again, putting putting it in in perspective now. Now, I say all the time. What do I say? The earth is not your home; it is your throne. This is the place we rule from. We have dominion from. This, this is the place where we're walking in the power and authority of Jesus Christ on earth. This is the place where we bring heaven on earth. Will you bring heaven on earth? So, yes, is Amy trying to imprison souls? Yes. But guess what? There's any part of your soul that's been wounded that, or that Amy, that Amy was able to imprison, then you call it forth out of that prison. You say, I call any part of my soul that's in any demonic prison, I call it back to attach to me now in the name of Jesus. That, that's what you do. There's any part of my soul that's in any demonic prison, that's in any demonic cage. I call you back now. I command you to come back to me now in Jesus' name. And if it's trapped, if it's in prison, I send the heavenly host to go right now and to rescue any part of my soul that's in any demonic prison, any part of my soul that's been that's been sacrificed on any evil altar. I command it to come back to me now. Command it to come back to me whole now in the name of Jesus. So that's what you do. That's how you call it back. And anyone will be fighting tooth and nail and trying to prison and trying to fight against it, but you keep fighting back. 
you keep fighting back until your soul is rescued from those prisons. That anyone will not be able to use those wounds in your soul to keep you in bondage, to keep you down, to keep you sad, to keep you heavy. That sin, that, 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 there's a sin sick soul, there's, there's, there's wound from sin, but there's also a soul that's sick from simply having all this demonic debris and bondage and, 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 and stuff that the enemies put on you that is not from God. Hello? Say, so can we do that for our, our family members? Absolutely. Anything that I'm saying, when it comes to praying, warring, you can do it for your family. You can pray, and I encourage you to pray for the souls of your family members, to pray, pray for the, the wounds in their soul to be healed. Absolutely, 1,000%, you should be doing that. You should be doing that because those have great, it has a great impact on their lives. Because again, remember I tell you, it matters that you pray. It matters that you pray. And especially you knowing what you know, there's some things that has not happened that the enemy tried to get to happen, but it didn't happen because of your prayers, because of your warfare pertaining to you, pertaining to your family. So you can't afford not to pray. You can't afford not to pray for your family. You can't afford not to. Because it still impacts you because it's part of your bloodline. And I don't care if you were born into the family, if you adopted into the family, that is still part of your bloodline. Because you get all the rights and privileges as if though you were blood, even in adoption. And then that's just multiple bloodlines. And I get into all that stuff when we deal with family altars. All right. And so and so I'm helping you to see that, yes, the enemy tries to trap the soul, tries to imprison the soul, tries to send all these attacks to try to keep you blinded again because of souls and wounds in your soul. And so then that's why we have to make sure we're diligent and also praying for our own souls, praying for the healing of our souls every day, because every day it's easy for your soul to pick up stuff because it's very sensitive. So every day. Doing this power into your soul. I said, doing this power in my soul to heal my soul from the wounds that came from bitterness, that came from unforgiveness, that came from what so-and-so said to me in this relationship, that came from the last relationship that I was in, that came from what mama did, what daddy did, what, what sister, brother did, whatever case it be. There's wounds that are still there that needs to be addressed, that you need to address. And you keep tardy, not just I'm going to do it one day. Oh, it's healed. I believe it's healed. No, because if you think about that person, you think about that situation, and it caused any type of effect in your life, any type of feeling, then you know you need to be healed from it. That's just one simple test. But it can be, it can be tricky in a sense because it's, some of you have numbed yourself to, to, to believe I'm past it. It don't matter. It's okay. I don't care. I don't care. Right? And, and you have to be careful that you, you haven't numbed yourself to it to where you're not feeling anymore in reference to it. Just numbing yourself to it, that's, that's the enemy loves to use numbness. Numbing to it, then heal it. Numbing to it means that you're just ignoring it. And you put it in such a deep place until you're ignoring it. Dunamis is another word for power. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. That's the Greek word for power. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. So dunamis power, it's, it's, it's already in our spirit. That, that dunamis power, the red, that's the same. It's, a, it's that resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's, it's in us. It's in us. And we can send that into our soul. We can send that into every layer of our soul. So, so, and again, the blood of Jesus into your soul. So, so you can even send a healing angel to walk through your body to begin to heal wounds in your soul. 
Just like a healing angel from heaven can come and walk to, to someone's body, restore lungs, restore tissue, restore hearts, give new organs, all this stuff. Because uh, they go into heaven's body part room and bring down what someone needs when it comes to divine healing. There, there are healing angels who partners with uh, children of God when it comes to divine healing. Right. And so I'm not getting to off all that talking, but the topic, but the goal is help you understand that. Yes, the enemy has the ability to 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 imprison souls. If if it's deep soul wounds that have been going. Think about it. There's a wound that you've had for 10, 15, 20 years, even from a child that you know that was there. The enemy can easily manipulate and control that part of your soul. Because you don't even know it's there and it's been there for so many years. Right? For, 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 for so many years. But thank God for revelation to open our eyes to see, to understand this. To understand this. Because guess what? One of the biggest legal rights that the enemy uses outside of bloodline curses, ancestral stuff, is soul wounds. Is soul wounds. So I'm showing you the magnitude of how important that is. Most people, I kind of think they don't think they don't have wounds. Most people. But again, when you start digging, you will see. You will see. It could be something you forgot all about. Because you learned to move. We, we, we master the art of moving on. Moving on from something, moving on from something, moving on from someone doesn't mean that those wounds are healed just because you moved on. Just because you moved on. You may have moved on in your mind, but that soul wound is still there. And Amy knows you moved on, but I want you to think you moved on, but I'm going to keep working these wounds. To the point where I can break it off to where it gets so deep that I can break a piece off it and control this part of the soul and manipulate this part of the soul to literally attack you. You literally attacking yourself or self-destructing in your own life because of those wounds. And so it's important that, that you make that priority in your prayer that you're targeting your soul every day. You're targeted through sending that blood of Jesus, that doom is power, that doom is fire into your soul every day. It heals. It begins to heal those wounds. And you do it every day. Do it every day. Do it every day until that thing is gone. Until you know it doesn't impact me like that anymore. It's part, that's part of a healing process. That's part of the healing process. There's some who only have sickness in their body because the enemy is using wounds in their soul to keep to keep it going. Because some legal right they had to attack. And, and, and then they, they work in cahoots with the evil altars and the ancestral demons that was on the bloodline to keep these cycles and these patterns going. And we have to break it. It stops with you. It stops with you and it ends. It's going to be eradicated with you so that other generation and rest of your family don't have to deal with it. Don't have to face that. Then you have power with it to break free using the power of God, the weapons he's given unto you. I mean, you have so much at your disposal to destroy all this stuff. But the key is the key is being persistent and consistent until you see results. Because part of the deception comes in where you think, well, I, I done prayed about that. I done worried about it. I'm not going to worry about, war, war about that anymore. That's the deception because you think that you've done something enough. Just because you think you've done enough does not mean that it's been fixed. That does not mean that it's been changed. So you need to pray and you war until you see those results. Whatever you're praying about, whatever you want about, until you see the results in that area, you don't stop praying about it. Unless the Lord said, okay, when we talk about fights, I taught you about not just Fighting any little battle that pops up in your life. Being strategic. Lord, do I need to go after this? What? I need to do this? Something. You just send the blood of Jesus. You send a five God. You send me host. 
And I'm just going to focus on these particular main things that I need to be focused on. And one of the main things you need to be focused on is wounds in your soul. One of the main things you need to be focused on is wounds in your soul. Because that's the main area, one main area that the enemy uses to attack. And then it's a trickle-down effect. And then I said they attack your finances. They attack your relationships. They attack these other your, your, your career. They attack your ministry. They, they, they attack all these other things they, for one little thing as a legal right, which is a soul wound. So we need to focus on the root. And the root of it is probably soul wounds. So let's focus on the root. Let's focus on the root. And even during this time, when I go on sabbatical, again, my focus, again, in this particular time is soul wounds. Because even as I was teaching in our last class, some things came up in my mind. Holy Spirit brought it to my memory. Okay, this you you actually are still wounded in this area from this that happened a while back, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm talking. So I'm showing you how these things can be like dormant. Can lie dormant. And so and so we have to focus on, on these things because that's the root. That's a major root. And we deal with the altars. We know that's, that's a major, major thing. Uh, and then you deal with these soul wounds. Major, major. Major. I can't stress that enough how major, how major, 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 major dealing with soul wounds is. That's how major it is. It's so major to one of the things God have us to do uh, 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 when we erect the physical building is uh, uh, a, a, soul, a soul healing center. One, one thing in the healing center where, where soul, soul healing is going to take place. Uh, because, again, when you get into deliverance. Like I said, some people focus on, on, on just cast out the demons. Some people focus just on soul wounds. But you, you have to do both. Because I said, I tell every class, we can cast out every demon that there is that may be attached to you. But please, please understand this. If you don't target these soul wounds, if you don't continue to target these soul wounds, they're going to easily come back through legal access through wounds in the soul. I cannot tell you how often this happened. And so that's why we change even how we teach it. So many different ways so that they understand the importance of it, so that they know how to maintain that deliverance when it comes to soul wounds. Just putting that in perspective. That's how important soul wounds is. So you can cast out every demon that could be in a person. But if there's a still a soul wound there, it'll feel like they never went to deliverance because of the soul wound. So when enemy come back, they don't see the house swept and garnished. They've seen all the wounds. Oh, there's still some wounds there. They're not working on these wounds. Okay, let's still keep poking at it. Let's keep poking at it. Can we get more room here? Can we get more room here? So, so put that perspective. So your focus, even during this time, uh, uh, tell me again on January 8th, is to focus on soul wounds. Asking the Holy Spirit to reveal if there's any wounds in your soul from things of the past. And again, you can go on YouTube. I have a... a, a uh, video I'm not a couple videos I taught on healing healing soul wounds etc uh so so just putting that all in perspective type it in uh and and uh the core green ministry soul wounds or something like that and I'm sure it'll, it'll come up on YouTube and so God wants us free it's his will for us to be free but we have to understand the legalities around the spirit to enforce the victory that Christ fought for us so that we can walk in full freedom amen so it's exciting to know that the enemy is constantly being exposed and we have power over all this to destroy these evil altars uh, uh, so that we can come up against the very things that have come up against us that's been hidden, that the enemy has been used behind the scene, and we can't say we're ignorant to these things. Amen? Just, just putting that in perspective. And I assure you we're going to have many things coming down the pipeline to continue to help you with this stuff. There's a lot of things we're going to be releasing 
uh, uh, in the next calendar year uh, to, to help bring all this uh, uh, together, a training ground, training centers to help you uh, uh, grow in these areas even more to, so you can be more effective in the area God's assigned to you, so you can be more effective in your family, et cetera. Uh, uh, just putting that uh, in, in, in perspective, amen? All right, so that's all I have to say. So the first call, the first call, if you're not saved, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Christ came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So you're not, not accepted, Lord Jesus Christ as your savior. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. God's arms are wide open. He wants you to come back to be adopted back into the family of God. If you're not saved, this is your first time. You can repeat after me if you're ready to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again from the dead with all power in your hand. You ascended to be back in heaven with God the Father. I repent of my sins, known and unknown. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I belong to you and you belong to me. Amen. If you just said that, you are saved. It's that simple. Welcome to the family of God. There are angels in heaven rejoicing right now that you just accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And please understand, salvation is not the end. It is only the beginning. Now you can really begin to live for Christ. And I tell you, there's three levels. It's when you get saved, you, you begin to learn about Christ. The second level is you begin to try to be like Christ. And the third level is when you become the manifestation of Christ in the earth. Amen. And so we welcome you to the family of God. If that's your first time uh, making that declaration, you can send us an email at info at decorgreen.org, info at D-O-Q-U-O-I-G-R-E-E-N dot O-R-G. Amen. And the second call, the second type of person I'm talking about is uh, I'm talking to two different type of people. Number one is if you know that I'm your pastor, if you know that I'm your spiritual covering, you've been hearing this sound, this sound week after week after week is transforming your life, it's changing your prayer life, it's opening your spiritual eyes. You know that this is home, that I'm your pastor, that I'm your spiritual covering. You send us an email uh, uh, at info at decorgreen.org or at membership at decorgreen.org. Either one is fine. Membership at decorgreen.org or info at decorgreen.org. Uh, and so you can get, uh, someone can send you the, uh, new partners packet, uh, new member, we, we call them partners, new part partners packet, uh, to get you plugged in because again, there's many things that being a part of upper kingdom that you will be able to get plugged into. Uh, even, we even have our own prayer calls just for upper kingdom. We have uh, a lot of things training set up for upper kingdom, uh, so that, that some of you are honorary partners, but you haven't made that step. So you're missing out on the other things that comes with that. Uh, uh, amen. And so that's the first type of person. And the second person is if maybe you already have a church home, you already have an assignment, you've been assigned someplace, et cetera, but, but, but you still getting supplemental word here. You still growing here. You still being stretched here and you still feel very connected here. Uh, where I serve more as like a mentor to you. You can also send an email, uh, uh, to info at decorgreen.org or membership at decorgreen.org to, uh, get a new partners packet. So those are two different types of members slash partners that we're talking about. Uh, so that's you govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. And the last call is, uh, uh, again, it was a good word. You sow back into it. You sow back into the word. You sow, you sow into the ministry so we continue to advance the gospel. Because I tell you all the time, everyone is not getting this word. Everyone is not hearing this word. Everyone does not have access to this word, to what's being taught here. And so we need individuals like you to help us to uh, continue to get boots on the ground, to help us to spread the gospel near and far. And it takes money. It, it costs to, to, to do all these types of things. 
Uh, so we need individuals like you to sow back in so we continue to be effective in doing that. Amen. Uh, and so you can go to decorgreen.org, decorgreen.org, uh, and go to the donate tab and you sow uh, what the Lord places in your heart to sow. Amen. Uh, and so remember, name that seed. Don't ever sow a casual seed. Name what do you want that seed to accomplish? Name it. And like I said, you can sow seeds for the same thing over and over again. That's just that's just increasing your harvest. That's just that much more seeds that the enemy will not be able to snatch. They can't snatch all the harvest, right? And so you sow and you name that seed. Name it, write it down, what you want it to accomplish, how much you sowed, et cetera, and then you water it through prayer. You watch that seed. Say, Lord, I pray for this. I sow this seed. This would the return that I expect. And you pray, you war until you see the return of your harvest. Amen. So just putting that uh in perspective. And of course, again, continue to mark your calendars for Monday, uh, Friday, January the 11th, our uh, Friday night fire, uh, a prayer and strategic warfare. Uh, that's going to be the catalyst uh, as, as we prepare to put boots on the ground all across the globe. Uh, and so it's going to be a mighty time of God, a mighty, mighty time. Uh, we know God is going to be there. Uh, his power is going to be present uh, with miracles, signs and wonders. Uh, and we're going to we're going to pray strategic war, uh, uh, make some deposits, put some things in perspective. Uh, prophetically, uh, uh, give some marching orders, etc. So you want to be there if you can make it on Friday, January 11th in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we're working on finalizing. I, I already, we already sent out to save the date, but we're working on finalizing that physical location uh, uh, for that. And so prayerfully it will be by the end of this week or by uh, by next week at the absolute latest. Uh, we plan on having it uh, uh, finalized so that I know those who are traveling from out of town want to get a hotel near that uh, with it, where, where it's going to be. So uh, we're working diligently on finalizing that, but we wanted to get to save the date out first so that you would have time to begin to make uh, plans and arrangements for those who travel from out of town. Amen. Uh, uh, and so, and so, and so that's, that's, that's uh, the main thing. So you've seen the flyer out there, pass it around, spread it, even if, if you can't make it, but you know, others who may be close by, nearby, who could make it. Uh, uh, again, it's going to be transformative, very transformative. I don't have to build it up because I know what God is doing this hour in this season. This is a catalyst for this great revival that is upon us. Amen. And so, uh, and also you can go to our website, uh, the, uh, we'll be some of our kingdom t-shirts, our ruling reign, uh, those of you coming, uh, so we can show that united front, uh, and, uh, you can go to our ruling reign.com and see some of the kingdom t-shirts and, uh, purchase one of those t-shirts uh, to, to also wear out, wear out to our Friday night fire. I'm going to have one of them on as well. Uh, probably the witches get stitches is probably the one I'm going to be wearing. Uh, but uh, you govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. Awesome. So that's all announcements. Now, remember, uh, this is our last Bible study for the month of December. So I guess it's like two weeks. We'll be off on sabbatical and uh, we'll reconvene a Bible study on Tuesday, January the 8th. I believe that is the date, Tuesday, January the 8th. Uh, we'll still be having our prayer closet prayers Monday through Friday. Uh, so, so we're still going to be there for that. Uh, now, now, much of the ministry is, is also going to be on sabbatical during that time. So if um, some of your, your emails may seem what delayed or not know that the ministry will be on sabbatical during that time. Uh, so it'll be limited access to emails. So if, if you see it, see a site delay, show you that by that time, the sabbatical, you uh, the ministry will be caught up with with, with, with that. Uh, so uh, I'm going on sabbatical starting on Wednesday. Uh, and then so some other ministry is already going on sabbatical. So it's kind of like a trickle, trickle down. And then we're gradually phasing out until uh, January 8th to, re, to rest, refuel, recharge, get more strategy, get more revelation uh, uh, and, and, and begin to plan for uh, a very busy and productive uh, uh, season uh, beginning in January. Amen. So just putting that in perspective for you so that you are 
aware of that. So amen, that's all that I have. So I'll close out in prayer. Father God, we come now, we praise you, we bless your name, we glorify you, and we thank you, God, for the word that went forth on tonight, oh God. We know, God, it went forth with power. We thank you for continuing to expose the works of the enemy, oh God. I declare any souls, oh God, under the sound of my voice, oh God, that's been trapped in any demonic prison, let them be free right now in the name of Jesus. I command they shall return to these your people right now. And I send the fire of God to destroy uh, every demonic prison that's been set up, that, that the captives will be set free, that they will come out, oh God, be free. Let them be free for whom the Son set free is free indeed. I send the heavenly host to go before them and fight on their behalf, in the mighty name of Jesus, for no weapon that is formed against these, your people, shall be able to prosper. So we thank you, O God. We bless them. Your spirit of peace is resting upon these, your people, O God. I declare, O God, their souls are being healed, O God. I send doom as power into their soul, declaring they are excellent of soul. I send that doom as fire into their soul. I send an ivy into their souls to pump doom as power and doom as fire 24-7 around the clock, O oh God, until full healing comes within their soul, O oh God. I declare, O oh God, that they shall focus on that intimate time with you, O oh God. They shall press in with you, O oh God, making more time with you, O oh God. And, O oh God, you shall send the healing angels even to walk through their bodies, O oh God, and begin to heal those broken pieces of their soul, O oh God. I just thank you for your love, your unconditional love toward us, O oh God, your grace, your mercy. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name now, O oh God. We give your name, give your name all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray amen amen and amen so again make sure you go back and watch the replay from this bible study because you're not gonna get it all in one setting setting and even doing this brief sabbatical uh you can catch up with the entire series or even go back and review because we're gonna take off on january 8th so uh we continue to build on this foundation because we're only gonna get deeper and deeper uh as we expose the works of the enemy and also open your eyes to again the extreme levels of god's power and authority that you have uh, to uh, overturn demonic kingdoms and to establish God's kingdom on earth as is in heaven. Remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So make sure that you're studying, going back and listening to it, review it, amen, and Holy Spirit give you revelation in your own life as you move forward. And remember, you are the breath of God and God never wastes a breath. This is Apostle Decor Green sign out. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I will see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Warriors Prayer Closet. Everyone have a great evening. Have a good night. Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.